and welcome back to another episode of the In the Can podcast. As always, I'm Devin, and I'm joined by James and Tom. And welcome to this very special main topic uh, episode, where we talk about various chases yeah. throughout uh, film and TV history. Because there's no chase genre. Nope. But don't worry. No. In the end, somebody's going to get caught by somebody. Maybe. I'm going to say most of these are probably action movies, with a few sci-fis thrown in there. Thriller. A couple thrillers. I've got a couple horrors, or at least one horror that I want to bring up. All the chases in horror movies end with the, the look, person getting caught. Look, look, not I, this one. I don't care. I, I don't care how, how how badly you want to make the case. It follows. This isn't a chase movie, damn it. <laughs> but it kind of is. <laughs> it really is. It's just really long, drawn out, and really slow. So it's kind of like Last Jedi, but better. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I, I, uh, sorry, I just thought that'd be funny to mention. <laughs> no, that's fine. Not the horror movie I was thinking of, but that's okay. Nice. Kind of what I thought. Before we jump too much into this, if you want to see, want to listen to us talk about what movies we've seen this week, uh, we posted a video on Tuesday. Uh, go and give that a listen. Podcast on Tuesday. Posted a podcast on Tuesday. Go and give that a listen. If he's, he's a film student, forgive him. for He knows not what he says. Yeah. Yeah, unless he's filming us secretly, in which case... Um, I didn't sign off on that, Devin. Technically, you don't have to sign off on it, but okay. In which case, do you want me to lower my pants? Uh, yes. That becomes a whole different type of movie. Anyways. Alright, back to the chases. I'm pretty sure that's what James was trying for. Sure, let's go with that. (laughs) I'll go Pepe Le Pew on you so hard. Oh, God. Always. Paint the back of you white, and then want to hump you. Merd. (laughs) <laughs> so, we're going to split this up into a few different categories, you know, foot chases, motorcycle, we'll get bigger and bigger with the chases as we as I kind of want to, yeah, we'll, I, I, we'll do that, but I also kind of want to set, like, uh, I don't want to say standard, but what do you guys mainly look for in, like, compelling chases? Honestly, intensity. Yeah. The stakes, in other words? Yeah, there's got to be stakes involved, yeah. something, or also like a right, or like a reason. Like it shouldn't be just a chase for the sake of just putting action into a film, but should also have like stakes involved, something that's going to drive the story forward and could actually have consequences. Oh, you're talking about plot relevance, then? Yeah, so it doesn't. So you know, it's got some sort of like something that actually makes it seem like there could be something bad that happens if the person being chased doesn't or gets caught or you know if they get away like they're really escaping something bad you know what i mean like there's there's an achievement in either getting away or catching it whatever whatever's the focus yeah exactly and then actually having a focus on that thing like what are you focusing on so the cinematography, I guess, behind it, like yeah, I think I, I think I would go with that. With me is that it's the cinematography slash the staging. Like, what am I focusing on? What is driving? What is driving the intensity? In other words, so like if it's a car scene, whether uh, how often you're going back and forth between the shots of the cars chasing each other versus the shots of the driver and what they might be going through and what they're emoting, um, or if they're, it's on foot, going back and forth between the people, the person chasing. And the person being chased, 
uh, or are you fully showing them, or are yeah. you kind of, or are you kind of like focused on the one person running, running away, and you're only seeing glimpses of the people that are chasing them? Right. Like, what's the purpose of the actual shot? What are you trying to convey with it? You know. That also leads into editing. If you over edit something, it's going to get muddled. If you let it go, it could make it slower. Right. You, you want a nice balance. You want something that's well edited, well shot. A good rhythm of flow, right? Yeah, well constructed. And that's where a lot of action movies these days, like I saw Anna last week, and it had a couple of chase scenes, but they were never all that amazing. You know, they're just didn't connect anything. And on the other side of that scale, Taken, specifically Taken 3, I think. Yeah, where they just over-edit the hell out of everything. And yeah. it looks janky. Yeah. It just, I, I'm taking completely out of it because I'm watching a man climb a climb a fence in about 17 different angles. 15 of which don't need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, then you get, like, the exact same action in... Let's say Hot Fuzz, where in one take he jumps over three fences. And that's funny, though. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. That's the funniest. Yeah, that's one of the funniest scenes. Exactly. Another thing that I also look for is like, is there any shock value to it? Like, is there something popping out at you? Is there, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going in a straight line, is there something that a danger coming from something that the person who's going oh, to, to show the reflexes? Yeah, but they really do. Like. You're not expecting it because it's an actual like environmental danger that you would, okay. that's naturally going to be there, but you're not expecting it to like pop up because you're so focused on getting away. This this showcases why why I hate video games sometimes because I instantly thought, oh, you mean a QTE? Yeah, and I yeah. hated myself for that. No, I, I cool. thought I I could see that. A what? Quick time of that. Oh. Where it's like something, a hazard pops out in front of you when you're running away from something, and you quickly have to press the button to, to react you to it. You stumble a little bit, but keep going. Or, yeah. or if you're a Tomb Raider, you fall face first into spikes. spikes yeah. Shown graphically, because I don't know, they get off on it. But it's, <laughs> like, that's where my mind instantly went to, is like quick time events. It's like, those are chase done wrong. Where it's yeah. like, yeah. the Plus, Depending. Some of them are actually... Like, quick time events in video games sometimes are really cool. They become so ubiquitous, though. That's the problem. Yeah. And if you're invested enough in the characters, like, I know Indigo Prophecy had a few cool cool chase scenes that were hard as hell. Until about the halfway really point cool. where I went really off the rails, but that's a whole yeah. other subject. They so, yeah. Of really cool, really cool chase scenes and that. So mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, the, big, the biggest thing I think I've found is that it's easy to make a an average or bad chase scene yeah. It's hard to get it right, but when it is done right, it it just feels so good. Oh yeah. Like something like I believe it's Transporter 3 has some just really, really mediocre chase scenes. And they're kind of banking on the fact that the first one was amazing with their chase scenes. Mm-hmm. And they, they were motivated. They're getting away from somebody. So but right. that also has a lot to do with motivation. Yeah. And like you said, like, why are they doing this? Is it just to do it, or is there a natural reason? Right, and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I don't also feel that the chase scenes also have to be, like, super long, just as long as they achieve, they present whatever they're trying to do, and they achieve that, and it runs exactly as long as it needs to to achieve that goal. Succinct. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I guess let's go kind of down the various various types of chases we've seen and some good examples of them. You mentioned what? Yeah. So the very simplest of chase scenes is a guy running after another guy. So foot foot chase scenes or even foot race scenes. For example, my big example I always go to is the chaser, which okay. right in the name, it's called the chaser for <laughs> this scene. Guy calls a guy runs into a a serial killer, the serial killer then, like, hey, no, man, go away, blah, blah, blah. And this interaction between the two causes the guy, who's ultimately the serial killer, kind of this squirrely little, little guy, to just flee. Like, holy crap, and just runs away from the guy, the guy that's, like, threatening him, and just takes off in the, the uh, detective turned pimp chases after the serial killer and it's just like this really well shot five minute scene of them just like running through the basically a heavier populated area um in the middle of the night so a lot of like residential buildings and i think it's in seoul but they're running and in one of the scenes the serial killer actually slips and like falls and then get backs up and keeps running while the detective runs right after him. That was completely like a failure. The guy was not supposed to fall. <laughs> he tripped <Wow. laughs> and just kept running. And like this because scene, no one broke character. Yeah, he just kept going, and the director's like, well, "That was perfect. Your character's not perfect, but awesome." And this is just one of those one of those movies that this scene fully encapsulates these characters. The one guy just is like. Oh, nope, I'm out of here, you know, and just takes off. And then the detective's like, well, I'm going to get you, you bastard. <laughs> and, like, that's the whole scene. And it's the very base minimum for a chase scene, but it's so it's done so perfectly well. Yeah, one of the one of the ones that always comes to my mind when I'm thinking foot chase scenes is the one from the Barn Ultimatum. Okay. Yes. Specifically the rooftop one. Because I think there's at least two chase scenes in that movie. The other one's kind of a chase scene. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, but like it's the, it's that it's that the the rooftop run, where they're going across the ones in I want to say Baghdad. I, I don't, I don't think it's Baghdad, but Morocco. No, it's Morocco. Yeah, yeah. America. I, I don't know why I said. Doesn't matter. But they're going across that, and you see, what I always loved about the the Bourne trilogy is the fact that it's very realistic, and the stuff that Jason Bourne does is immediately shown to be practical and why he does it. Like in, in the run, he grabs a, he grabs laundry off of the, the air drying little strings. And you immediately see why, because when he jumps over the roof, he there's broken glass on the roof ledges. And that's to stop intruders yeah. from jumping across. And he knows that. So he grabs something to protect his hands, like a rug going over a chain link fence for the barbed wire. And what I love about this one is the fact that I believe it's that he's chasing after an assassin that's been coming after him that already evaded him. Something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Too. But what I love is that there's a couple. It's a cha it's a long chase scene that has a couple moments where they stop fighting each other and duke it out. And it's also multi level because they start at the uh, like <clears throat> street level, go up to the roof. And then they're jumping across buildings through windows. Again, fighting them the entire time, culminating in 
that scene in the bathroom that's very shaky cam. Perfectly but done, edited, though. But done beautifully, so you know Absolutely. exactly what's happening. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it, Paul Greengrass, the director. And he did a wonderful job. Yeah. And the points where it's giving you the over-the-shoulder shots, where it's giving you the, like, the profile shots of them running, everything like that, it's all done very well because it's serving the purpose of, okay, they're getting closer, they're getting farther, and it's illustrating the the shifts in pace. I never lost track of where everyone was. No, and it, it very much illustrates the the shift of pace between the person running and the person chasing them of that, am I getting away? Yes. Oh, wait, I'm starting to fall behind for this one reason or another. I need to take a shortcut. There's an open window. Hope no one's there. Jump. Yeah, and it, it gives you more of that. Desperation, I thought. Yes, it, it very much makes... Because Bourne needs to get this guy because he's got information on what the hell's going on because, sadly, that's kind of the point of all the Bourne movies, <laughs> if I have to give a, a nickel... Yeah. And, well, again, it's showing the desperation of, uh, okay, that'll cut him off. Jump. Right. And it was a good one. The other one, another one I actually want to mention, which you and me were talking about, Devin, just right before we started recording. Oh, yeah. Is, I want to say it's an ultimatum, but it could very well have been in... I think it's ultimatum, but I'm not positive. The, like, chess match chase? Yeah. Yeah. Where they're in a... Born's in a phone conversation with some with a reporter who's getting tracked by yeah by, by Treadstone Treadstone um, or the remnants of whatever yeah and they're in and a he's train him. station and Born yeah, is yeah leading him through like the train station while he's secretly taking out people taking out people and, and yeah and yeah, all that was him. ultimatum and it's like you brought it up, and it's like, oh yeah, but it's like, is that technically a chase scene though? It, and you and you mentioned that, scene. and yeah, it's you mentioned just... that because it's like the intensity, and they're going after the guy, so it is a chase. It's just more, yeah. it's more slow paced and like a chess game. Yeah. yeah, it's also driving the plot forward. I mean, it there's definitely stakes in there's stakes it, involved. It showcases the personality of Borm wonderfully. Yeah, and it also showcases the. Links that Treadstone's going uh, is going to go to to try to get their ultimate goal, as well as what might happen when a normal guy kind of gets dragged in into the black yeah. ops. Yeah. Exactly. Answer: Nothing good. <laughs> right now, one of the ones that I want to bring up, and I mean it's a very short scene. Um, it's near the beginning of, if not, I think the openings, one of the opening scenes of Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Oh, uh, Robert the main Car- character yeah. running. Robert Carlyle is being chased by the rage victims through his house, and he and his wife initially start running upstairs, uh, and he busts into a or he starts running upstairs, and his wife's freaking out, going, what's wrong, what's wrong? And she's freaking out, and all of a sudden she's like, our son, I can't get him out, I can't get him out. And he has to make a choice, because all of a sudden they bust through the door, and he's kind of in a slightly off to the side and uh, another room and they see her and she's screaming going help help and he's like nope bye and goes yeah and just takes off and takes off and yeah and he pops out a window and closes the door behind him before he does it and she's like uh because he's he flat out tells her leave him leave him and so many i remember the big thing about that one is i remember so many people gave flack 
to him for that choice, but I can kind of respect it. Right. It, it, you've got a couple seconds, maybe, to make a very important choice. And with what they know happens with those particular, with that particular pathogen, you have to, it, it, it very much that whole weighted, is it worth it when even just a tiny scratch screws everyone? Yeah. Or a drop of blood from a crow into Mad Eye Moody's eye. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been days old. Still <laughs> doesn't. So he's still Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't even mean to make that pun, but that's, that's came joke, out all right. right. That's a good joke, and, yeah. and that's the thing, you know. He he's like, and it kills him because he sees he, he at one point he's running, he looks back over his shoulder, sees her standing in the window, stops for like a split second, and goes. You just see this like look of sadness on his face, but he's it resigned, hurts him. It and, hurts, but him. he's resigned to his choice, and he just keeps going. And then all of a sudden, you see her screaming at the window, and. Boom, pulled back and gone. And he's taking off, and you see him running through a field. People are chasing, uh, the rage victims are chasing him from behind where his house was. You see them coming over a, a hill off to his side. There's like 20 of them chasing him that way. And then he gets to a dock about 400 meters from where he started. And there's this guy with a little boat and a pull string motor. And he's like, hurry, get in. And the guy kind of whiffs it, getting in the boat. He pushes off from the dock, pulls. They start getting into the short, shallow water. Pull him, that guy in at, under that, the water. He's gone. And then they're trying to get on the boat. Does a couple circles, and he's gone down the river. That's the whole scene. But it is so intense because the stakes are real. It's life or death for him. Yeah. It, and I think the thing that sticks out to me is that I think it's a harder choice a harder struggle to make the choice to book it. Yeah. Because as much as people think, oh, it's hard, it, it's hard to do it, I think it's easier to try to save someone knowing that there's a good possibility you're going to die than abandoning someone you've said you've loved and want to protect because, at, at, because you want to save yourself. Exactly. That is a harder thing to live with. And, well, I'm just going to say it doesn't end well for Rob. Right really doesn't end well for Rob. <laughs> Mind you, that was a chilling scene, but also a little stupid. That's not that's neither here nor there. But it's right. like, that, I, I agree. The intensity in that and just the grief you see on that man knowing he's made a choice that he's going to have to live with now. Yep. That hurts. And then and then the worst part is it could very, very well have gone been for nothing if he had been slower. Yep. And the other part is is it also gives you a very good look at the type of character that he is because that type of choice of I'm out for me comes back time and time again with his character throughout the movie in very subtle ways up until the very end yeah and I and again it's like I, I think people hate on it because part of it part of us doesn't like seeing the coward in as the hero in our movies but past a certain point being the hero, sacrificing everything to save people, to me, makes you more stupid than heroic. In some cases, yeah, definitely. Like, sometimes, no, no, it's not the bad call to be the coward to run away and live. Right. Um, so, moving on from that, um, there's a couple other ones real quickly that I want to yeah, bring up. Yeah, throw them out. Uh, one is 
from a while ago, back in the 90s, uh, Last of the Mohicans. At the very end, Daniel Day-Lewis is chasing down Chinjuchguk, I think was the character's name. Say that again? Chinjuchguk. Say that again? Chinjuchguk. Okay. I don't want to stop it you're making me uncomfortable. Right, anyways, he is chasing him down, and uh, he happens to have the daughter of Colonel Monroe, who is the head of a fort in the movie, um, the main fort, uh, Fort William Henry, which is the basis of the story which it was written on. Anyways, uh, he's chasing him down, and you see him starting to go along this ridgeline of uh, mountain pass, and as he's running, trying to chase after them, trying to catch up to this war party that has her captive, they he's going through and he's killing these uh, other Indians that are, he's coming up against. He is just mowing them down as he's going. And mind you, this is during the time of the French and Indian War, I believe. Uh, I want to say. Yeah, I want to say it was the French and Indian War. Uh, Chris would know because he yeah, actually, that or it was the Seven Years' War. No, I no, don't was, think it was that far yeah, back. It was. I'm pretty sure it was French and Indian War. I know for a fact Chris would know because he wrote an entire major paper on it for college. Oh wow, that sounds interesting. That's like yeah, major research paper. Uh, anyways, so that scene you see him moving through, and it is. It, it's not well. The main person who's running away is kind of expecting him to come. He's also not running so much as he's like, all right, I'm going to see if you can get through my people, but I'm also not going to stop either. And just keeps moving. The Terminator, always moving. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have the person who's pursu- the pursuer, the main character, of the, the, the hero of the movie, moving forward, and he's moving a lot faster than the person being chased is. Because he's like, I have your prize. And... I'm daring you to get me, but at the same time, like, if you don't, eh, that's fine, too. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, there's two more that I want to mention before, uh, unless Devin has any, we can kind of move on to the next set. Mm-hmm. There are a couple. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, the first one is one we've mentioned time and time again, because it's such a great movie, is the the foot, the, the, the end foot chase in Baby Driver. Yeah. The yes. Hocus Pocus, but Focus... Um, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we have we've extolled the viewers' of that movie. Synced so synced well, all the gunshots from Buddy and uh, the foot stomps yeah. from uh, from Baby, yeah, yep. and jumping on the tables and all that is all mm-hmm. choreographed music in his head. When yeah. he has the downtime is when the yodeling comes in. Then yeah. as soon as it, as soon as he has to book it again, the guitar picks back up. Yep, like everything about it says everything about uh, Baby's character. It's driven by the plot and the character decisions 100%. And it's just choreographed. So Edgar Wright is so beautiful about that. Yeah. yeah. And that's a culmination of something like that. The other one I want to mention, which, Tom, you actually reminded me of with Last of the Mohicans. And you're going to laugh when you say this. <laughs> the end scene from Logan. Okay. Yep. Yeah. running after His, Laura. The Berserker light. The Berserker yeah. rage. Finally yep. fully seeing Berserker. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. So. Oh, yeah. It's like, because that popped into my head. It's like, oh, my God, no, that's a chase scene. Yep, the army's chasing that. after the kids, and then you've got Logan coming on the back, slaughtering everyone in his way. Yep. Yeah. And then one, because I know you don't like to repeat movies that you've brought yeah. up. So I'll do it's it for like you. The, the remake of this scene. Right, so I'll do it for you. Uh, District B-13 
which later was remade into Brick Mansions. Renamed as Brick Mansions. Renamed. Well, yes, well, it was remade because the original was a French film. Well, now I'm just curious to see the remake. Okay. And then there was Brick Mansions oh, with Paul uh, Walker. Yeah, okay, I have watched that. So, in other words, no, you're not curious to see it. No, Brick Mansion was pretty forgettable. Right. So, District B-13 introduced the whole idea of parkour to the masses, the masses through cinema. Yeah. And then... Since that didn't get enough attention... Right. A couple years later, Casino Royale ripped off that scene. Yes, and did it completely. much better. I said, do you, do you want to... Well, personally, I think B-13 does it better, because they both, the actors are the runners. True. Like, those, that scene is incredible, especially near the very beginning where The Cranes? Pardon? The Cranes? No, is that with B-13, uh, where he's running through, and it's very near the beginning of the uh, chase scene, he's running down the hallway... He moves around the corner, and then as he goes around the corner, he's got the slight straightaway, and then he dives through a small window that's above a doorway into a couple's apartment. Oh, it then, like, collapses? Up. No, no, he jumps up and then shoots, like, flattens himself out midair to go feet first through this window. And if you've seen Casino Royale, yes. the guy that Bond is chasing does the exact same move. Yep. And then Bond just busts through the wall. Yeah, because <laughs> which, screw that noise. Which... I will say I absolutely love the scene in Casino Royale. I'm not harshing on it. It is a damn good scene. And they do, I think they do the overall scene better, but I think they capture the free running aspect better. Better in B13, yes. And that also makes sense because you just said that uh, Bond just smashes through the wall because he really doesn't have time. That, like, this yeah, Bond just breaks through the wall and, and like, screw it. Well, it just keeps going. And, yeah. Well, in B13. That's exactly what the pursuers do. There's a group of guys there. They just bust through the door. Either way, yeah. So no, it's, yeah. I need. I haven't seen either, but I definitely. They're definitely on my uh, on my watch list. Yeah, and he starts off in this apartment building, goes to another building. They're chasing him. And goes to vaults off of the apartment the, building onto the something like five stories down. Yeah, well, and, that building, and then eventually makes it down to the ground and just keeps running. And the person's yeah. up top going. Okay, I guess I'm not going to pursue you because I have no way to get down there. Yeah, I, I hate you, Tom, because you remind me of another one, which is also the fact <laughs> that I I love verticality in chase scenes. Yes, and the big one that comes to mind: Civil War. Yes. Oh, uh, which one is this? Is this uh, Steve going through the walls and the doors with a shield after uh, after the Winter Soldier? That's, that's Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Two. That that's also great. amazing. Yeah. Yes, but I'm oh, also uh, Black Panther. Yeah, I'm talking about that one. Yeah. Yes, like both both those scenes though. It's like seeing kind of going that I, I don't give a shit. I've got super strength by running through walls with Captain yeah. America. That's amazing. Captain America just like using his shield to just go through walls after walls without slowing open down doors and then diving out and throwing the shield. Yeah, it's a very I, short scene, but it, after a uh, after Nick Fury gets shot, I'm like. Oh my god, this scene's awesome, and then it ends, and I'm like, that was awesome. So. Then, it, but it, well, you know, to round out the third one with Captain America involved, the the first adventure, yeah, yeah. the the chasing on foot right after he gets juiced, yeah, yeah, through uh, London, right? Yeah, I yeah. want to say, yeah, but yeah, it's like that scene. It's like all three, all three of the involved Captain America, and all three are fantastic because yeah. of it. And again, I like it because of, of, of specifically this uh, the Civil War one. I like the verticality. 
especially yeah. with the characters you have that can mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, exactly. So that that's all going to be me because we still got a couple more we can. Yeah, I want to throw out uh, Nick Frost chasing after Simon Pegg in World's End after Gary King decides no, I'm going. No, I'm finishing the. I'm the finishing the run. Yeah, oh. on Gary King's head, and he throws uh, Peter the or Pete, I believe. No, it throws the third one, Andy Knightley. Whichever. I can't think of names at the moment. Throws him the keys and then just books it down to the Those hole two in the took wall. Off. <laughs> and the uh the song Um Put the Pint Down is what place. It he books it down the street and Nick Frost, who is not a thin dude, nope, chasing after like- him. Like all the way down and ultimately the chase scene goes fr- through the last three um, Pops. goes through the hole in the wall and then goes all the way to uh, World's End. And I just think that is such an underrated chase scene. Yeah, because like you said, it's like Nick Frost is not a small guy, but he's keeping pace. Yeah, yeah. he is. Oh, is he shown to be keeping pace pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the biggest thing in that is the score. The score is this like driving almost techno sound because all the it's after the network is revealed and like all the sounds of the network going haywire mm-hmm. and all that while they're chasing after them and all the of course all of the all of the smashy smashy eggmen are running after them with the blue lights and all that and it's just such it's a very well, cyberman film yeah. such a well shot scene well it's also it, it culminates in like the climax of the movie in, in the world yeah. end pub yeah and the big reveal of the fact that Gary King where he's been these last 20 years and like mm-hmm. going through his desperation to just finish this. Yes. And it's the whole scene is so emotionally tied to the, the core of who Gary King is that you don't get any of that in the context of anything else in the movie until you realize that you get glimpses. He is running away from something. And this scene is him fully going, I am running away. Yeah, like, you've seen glimpses of Gary King throughout yeah. the movie, and you're wondering, kind of like, okay, what what's, made yeah, this? Yeah, what's the story? What, what yeah, did yeah. this? And that, like, that is the first big hammer blow to it that yeah. finally cracks the whole thing. Exactly. And it's a it's a hell of a story. Yeah, because yeah, he's, an, he's an interesting... He's not well. No. He's an interesting archetype of the, the broken character... That needs to desperately cling to something. Yeah, and what he clings to his past when he had when he had his boys. Yeah. Exactly, he clings to his friends. He clings to what he used to be and not what he can be. Yeah, very much also to the idea of kind of the flip of Sean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, exactly, and it's also going along the idea of that was most likely the last time in his happy. life when he was truly happy. Yeah, I he think says it never got better than that day. Yeah. Yeah, and on the, uh, on the one hand, it's like that's kind of sadly pathetic, but on the other hand, that's kind of the point. And it's also there's a guy who's for a lot of people that is that hit home, it hits home. It yeah, some they have like a day that they go, "This is the best day of my life," and it's never been better. So, yep. So it's one of those that him running to try to do something better than that one day that grabs yeah. something. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, for the emotional tie alone, yeah. it, that's a great scene. So I think exactly. 
I think that scene in World's End is just phenomenal. I am going to mention the chase scene I mentioned before, Minority Report, <laughs> yep. where he's run, everybody runs, and ultimately ends up in the Audi plant. I just think that's such a cool. The thing. staging like, on that is insane because yeah, I've beautiful. seen I've seen the the body shop nowadays that we have at at my work, and that's that's dangerous for a guy to be in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not I can I can imagine it wouldn't be any better. Yeah, no. I love all the stuff going up the the elevation cars. Oh, yes. oh yeah, talking about talking about like I love the yeah, yeah I, I love verticality yeah. and that sort of stuff. The the way they shot that is. Just, Visually stunning, it really was. Yeah, Minority Report did so many things well from the be- from beginning it to end. Does so little wrong and does so much well. Yes, yeah, that's another movie that I'm. And yet, yeah. it's also easy to I wouldn't say forget it, but just I was like, oh yeah, Minority Report, that's a good one. Yeah, I kind of whenever I think of Spielberg, I don't immediately think Minority Report. No, but I that's a solid that's movie. His, I think that's one of, if not his most solid movie. Absolutely. No, my favorite by far of all of his movies. No, going off of that real quick, I do want to bring up, first of all, the king of chasings, Tom Cruise. Uh, he's yeah. running in basically every <laughs> movie that he's started to do. Dude knows how to run. Hey, what's that Tom Cruise movie? Which one? The one where he's running. Which one? Yeah, exactly. Basically, everything that came out of like late 90s on, he's been running in. I don't think there's a movie he hasn't run in. Uh, risky business, I think, was one. Few good men. Few good men. Yeah, the uh, fact that you had to take so long to think about it, though. <laughs> uh, there's a few, but not many. Uh, but the reason why I bring this up is because it shows his dedication. For instance, with Mission Impossible Six Fallout. I'll go. You're glad you're going to talk about that one. He's running, and yeah, he goes to jump from one building to another, and he breaks his ankle. And, and just shrugs it off and keeps going. And he like, finishes going. the scene, yeah. walks off, and the second he does, like, I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, the second I, I go cut hits, he goes, uh, all right, I, I need to go to the hospital now. Ouchies have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I also absolutely love the chase scene. I don't remember what city it is, but Mission Impossible 3, where he's running yes. through all the stalls and the camera's keeping up with him. Absolutely. So he's center camera. And everything else is moving around him. I yeah, think that's such a cool scene. It's Absolutely. Like, whatever grief you want, whatever grief people want to give Tom Cruise, the man knows how to do action. To me, I th- the man I surrounds think- himself with people who know know how to do okay. action. Absolutely. I, I personally think Tom Cruise is one of those. He's he is a very solid actor. I'm mm-hmm. not going to ever knock his acting. No. But it is he's one of those actors that whenever he's there, he brings it, and he always always heightens the movie that he's in. Oh, wait, 3 was also the one where he got blown up into the car, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Which is a really cool, intense scene, but wow, is that a weird uh, wire work there? Yeah. Here's the best Here's the best part about that one. That all that exact same thing that shows up in, in uh, Singham Returns. Yeah. It looks crunchier, but it also looks a little wonkier. And yeah. if I'm also not mistaken, that was also the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. Yeah, that was three. Yeah. So yeah, it's like there's a lot of great examples of just running and like of, of a foot chase that's yeah. tense, and we've gone the gamut from like slow to Tom Cruise intensity. So I'm gonna now yeah. go where it's one guy running and he's being chased by something that is not animate, and I'm gonna say Rages of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, da da Yes, him being chased by a giant boulder. Yeah, you know what? That is iconic, isn't it? And we mentioned quick time events earlier. <laughs> Let's just say it's a giant quick time event that 
if that movie was a video game, that would be a quick time event. What do you Definitely. mean? There has been. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I think know, Lego. But, I think Lego oh, yeah, did that. But, but, yeah, yeah that, no. Yeah, like, yeah, that scene is no, one of those... No, what am I talking about? Resident Evil 4 had that scene. Yeah. Resident is that Evil... where you punch the boulder? No, no, oh, that's five. five. Oh. One. And two, no, you're walking through a little Spanish aisle. All of a sudden, a cutscene happens, and you see two villagers pushing a boulder, and you have to rapidly tap the run button before diving to the side. I'm legit serious. It is Raiders of the Lost Ark in QTE form. Yeah. And... Again, oh, it I worked know. for four because it was one of the big ones that actually started the craze. Fair. But still, yeah. it's like, oh my god, no, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned Minority Report. Well, Raiders, same director. Exactly. Spielberg knows action. Mm-hmm. He knows action pretty good. He, he, does. he does. really well. Now, I don't know if you guys have any more other foot chase ones that you really want to bring up. Because I've got one Not that will segue real well into... Uh, I believe our next one is going to be car chases, correct? Yeah, let's jump into car chases. All right, car so chases, this one is motorcycles, cars, actually, field vehicles. This one is actually going to be a combination foot and car. Ferris okay. Bueller's day off. At the uh, very end, his sister is racing home to, and she sees. Uh, she's on her way home with her mother and sees Ferris going home as well. Oh no, she, she almost runs into him. Yes, that's, that's the funny part. And she. Like as you said, almost runs into him, and all of a sudden, the the chase is on. The both of them look at each other, have a good smirk between each other, and realize, oh, it's a race now. Yes, and I am going to make sure that you get caught. This is my chance to make sure that you get the comeuppance you've been deserving since the very moment this movie started. This whole day started. You deserve Set your life. Yes. That's a, no, it's that's a that's a life goal. Yeah, this is her. This is her big moment. Her life goal to finally get. Ferris to get in trouble since he's been the golden child ever since he she can remember. And it it's got him going through people's houses, backyards. The slow-mo was a little gratuitous, but right. the part where he's running through and he sees the young lady sunbathing and he's like, hello. And then just walks on. Going, Hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Tom Ferris. <laughs> and then just keeps on going. Uh, the trampoline over the uh, the fence. Uh, it's uh, dinner's ready. Uh, <laughs> you're running, yeah, running through the house. Then we get to the people in the back. Hey, dinner's ready. Yep, and just keeps going. It's a good one. There's a lot of stakes. It's also way more comedic than most examples we've been going. Exactly, over. but it's that came up when I was thinking of chasings, and I just wanted to really bring that up because it's that good combination of car and foot that you don't normally think of as a chasing, but. Well, if we want to go car and foot or motor vehicle and foot, the big one I can think of is Terminator 2. Yep. Yep. Because that start of it, that's the T-1000 chasing after John Connor. Yeah. And uh, I said this to you earlier, Devin, and you probably knew it beforehand, but I always love the fact that Robert Patrick, who played the T-1000, practiced that run to look so robotic and to be still fast doing it. He didn't. He made, he made it run so he didn't look like he was breathing. Breathing any harder than normal. And the first time they called action for that shot, the kid playing John Connor was going slow enough that Patrick was able to catch up and touch him. That is crazy. So the man, without looking like he's breathing any harder than normal, ran fast enough to catch a to catch a motorbike, which was probably going about twenty. Yeah, some of that. And yeah, caught him, tapped him on the shoulder. 
That is ridiculous. But yeah, that whole scene is like you've got the T-1000 chasing after him. And then, like Devin actually reminded me earlier, it then segues into the semi-chase of the motorcycle. Chasing the motorcycle in the waterway. And oh boy, does that escalate. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah. So uh, now we're full form into uh, motor vehicle chases every goddamn time. I swear. Well, if we're going to do half and halves, I have one more. Okay. That's great. It's a two-parter. Okay. So, first off, the movie Hardcore Henry. I need to watch this movie. movie. One, it's not an easy movie to watch (gasps) for multiple reasons. But there's a chase scene where he's in a car. There's also a chase scene when he's running. And... That segues into a music video called Bad Motherfucker by Biting Elbows. Okay. It's the same director, and it's this music video is the reason why they got the movie. Uh, it's all shot with a GoPro strapped to a guy's chest, holding a gun, running, all that kind of stuff, all in one shot. But that reminds me heavily of another music video, Smack My Bitch Up. Kind of, except it's not revealed that it's a lady at the end. Um, yeah, you remember that one, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that music video. That one's really cool. But uh, the songs about Biting Elbows, and they've done a few others, uh, are just these, like, hyper-violent, hyper-intense, like uh, very fast-paced films or movies. But then that easily, like, pairs with uh, Hardcore Henry, which, well, not the best written. Some pretty bad acting. Not the best movie. Has some unbelievably cool fight scenes. Because it's all first person and the guy's hands are... Your hands are interacting with things in front of you and chasing up bridges. And It's basically and, what if VR were a movie. Yeah. And it's okay. like, what if you're playing a video game that you can't control? Mm, no. But, uh... So most video games nowadays. But, like, he jumps and then he gets in a car and is firing out of the side of the car and that kind of stuff. And... It's all done in first person. I just think that's such a weird, weird film that, yeah, there's people that end up going into helicopter blades in first person. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a crazy movie. That's right. it's I, really I need cool, to watch it. It has some really cool chase scenes. It has some really cool shootouts. And there's one where he's going through just, like, capping everybody in an apartment building. It's a really cool movie that I haven't really mentioned, but just it has a great blend of the two. And Charlton Copley from, like, District 9's in there. So Nice. Now, now we're into cars. <coughs> right. Vroom. So, this one is a motorcycle car. Starts off at foot and go, morphs into vehicle. Okay. In John Wick 3, Chapter 3, Parabellum, there is... At the beginning? At the beginning, there's a point where he's running, and he goes through... And he's obviously fighting everybody, trying to get away from people that are chasing him. And he goes through on foot into a uh, horse and buggy. Oh, yeah. And the horses. Yep. The smacking into the stable. Oh, my God. And comes out with a horse. And some of the people that are chasing him happen to see him. And they take off on motorcycle. And they are moving through traffic. On motorcycles chasing a man on a horse. Yeah, they're motorcycle ninjas. They're cycle ninjas. Yes, exactly. Neon cycle ninjas. Let's, <laughs> no. let's not go with it. But I will say, it was a good scene. The only problem I have with it is, my God, do some of those horse kicks look CG. Yeah. They do. Like, hard. Now, mind you, 
I wasn't there. Uh, I'm not bringing it up so much for the horse kicks. I'm bringing it up for the fact that he is running away from people, using his environment to do so, and then, and then rides a horse. And he does this. I was Keanu Reeves on a horse. Yes. He does this incredibly well, including hopping onto the side, doing trick riding. Yeah, to then shoot the people on the motorcycle. Which, very well done. Which, in real life, is done if you've ever been to, like, a rodeo or anything like that. Or some of the state fairs, you can see this happening, where people do trick riding on horses. It is incredible to see these people are incredibly skilled. And then the people who are riding the motorcycles going through some of... Through New York, and then going. Obviously, there are parts that are CG and everything like that. But the stuntmen going through and riding these motorcycles in the first place, yeah, and pulling off some of the stops that they're doing and quick takeoffs, it it never ceases to amaze me the skill that these people have. Whatever I think about, whatever my thoughts on the sequels. I can definitely say I like that they vary the they vary the methods of death, <laughs> as it were, in the John Wick movies. Yes, yeah. like they definitely they definitely don't do the exact same thing over and over. Right, yeah. which then brings me to the first John Wick movie at the very end when he's chasing down the oh, it's chasing down Vigo. V, when he's chasing down Vigo, and they're going through in the cars, that very end scene where they're at the port and he's trying to get away. Uh, uh, yeah, and the very one, yeah. yeah. You know what? I I agree that that one's good. I think I still think the beginning of two did it better. Sharkshaville. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that especially just that first shot where he swings it up and he's got that side, the slow mo side view of the car coming down. It's like that is so beautifully yeah, exactly. shot. Exactly. Now, granted, while the you never feel the stakes super high for our hero that he's going to die in the first one or so even the second some chase one. scenes are just damn cool right they're, they're just awesome and exactly. I, I don't start a movie with a chase scene with your main character dude's not gonna die right but it's gonna be <laughs> awesome yeah. but I'll tell you the stakes are super high for the big bad guy that's right oh, there oh yeah for, no. Well, you know what? You say that, but by that point, Vigo just ha- doesn't care anymore. He's blasted. <laughs> right. Which, the thing is, is while the stakes are high for him, his his confidant, that uh, whatever... Um, mayhem guy? The mayhem guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. The stakes are super high for him, because he's just... He's losing his mind. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to die. Can I just get out and leave now? Like, where's a gun? Who's got a gun? Yeah, can... can yeah. He's coming after all, me now, too, because I'm with you. Like, can I just not be part of this? <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much exactly He's like, his, uh, can, do, will you accept my resignation letter at this point? Like, how do I how do I get out? Can I leave? Can I walk away? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. I don't like this place. Exactly. No, yeah, it's that. that's a good one. Though, like I said, I still think the Shark Chevelle from the, the beginning from the second one, I fully agree it is much Car-wise, it feels a little better. Yes. Um, Probably because there was a lot more car. Yeah. yeah. But right. so for for me, yeah. if we're going car chase, I have to bring up the Raid 2. Yes. I didn't want to do it. I've already talked about it. Right. And we'll, we'll probably just talk about it briefly, but that is one of the most technical 
car chases that yeah. I've seen in a yeah. while. And, every, and the guys fighting in the backseat. And everything they have to do to actually have shot it is insane once you learn about it. Like, yeah, they only uh, had, what, an hour or so every day to work yeah, on it? Yeah, the hidden, hidden camera guys in the seats. and Those are insane! The, uh, the platforms they built onto the side of the car so a camera guy that's strapped to this platform can lift up and grab it. And, like, just all sorts yeah, of the weird... chairs were actually guys <laughs> with a specific box leather look to, uh, over yeah, them. once the camera cleared their... Once they cleared the camera's vision, they grabbed the camera and lifted it out into the... So it's one seamless <laughs> shot? Yeah. It is. The amount of work that... The, sometimes the amount of work that the, the Eastern countries do for action shots like that just makes me think it's like, how can we even compare in the West? Yeah. How, how in the world can we compare when that's what they're doing? When that's the level that they're working at? Yeah. Well, I've mentioned this multiple damn times. And I'm still going to count this as a chase scene, even though it's kind of you're locked inside of a car with five people that are being chased. So, yeah, it's a chase scene. But the solo shot from Children of Men, yes, where the camera is moving throughout the car while they're being attacked by a riot, incredible, is just absolutely amazing. And the camera is moving in amongst the seats and moving through where there should be seats. It's another one of those ones, like, how did you block this? Yeah, and it's that they built a rig on top of the car and is controlling it from the top of the car and laying on platforms next to the car. And the fact that, like, someone shoots from outside through the front windshield and then hits someone in the back seat, and the camera whip pans to show the person getting hit by the bullet and, like, that kind of stuff, while in the same shot as when that person wasn't hit by the bullet. It's just it's just mind-blowing trying to figure that out. And then you complement that with them chasing after the baby in the war zone at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and that whole war. And that's all a one-shot yeah. where uh, Clive Owen and a couple, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and like that whole scene where he's chasing after Chiwetel Ejiofor who stole the baby. And it's just, whoa, wait, this is all one shot. And tanks rolling through, and we'll get to a tank later, but tanks rolling through and just all this kind of crazy stuff going on all the way up to the orphanage and then ultimately walking out with the baby. It's like, how did they even conceive of this in one shot? Like but sometimes, the, the effort, again, it's that the effort that some people put into this stuff, it's like... Yeah. My God, it it was worth it, but oof, I don't want to think about the trouble you went to do it. Yeah. But what, what I want to kind of bring attention to is the fact that I found a lot of the times, and I don't watch many, there's a lot of the same energy you get in these chase movies that you also get in racing movies. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I kind of want to, I kind of want to take a, a a slight detour since it's very unlikely we'll get to be- favorite racing movies. Okay. It's like. Yeah, like what kind of scene gives you the same kind of energy that you get from, from a, like a, a chase scene? So, one that kind of comes to mind, and I brought this up earlier with Devin, is in the movie Driven, with Sylvester Stallone, where he's a Formula One race tri- race car driver. There's a part, a point where, uh, I forget the actor's name, the young man who's playing essentially his new teammate and uh, replacement almost that he's kind of training and helping out mm-hmm. the new guy on the team 
who is also kind of the prodigy, if you will, of the new racing team, yeah, yeah. comes in and... Kip Pardue plays Jimmy Bly. Yeah, Jimmy Bly, thank you. He comes in and he's... They're at this, like, party and he's entirely upset with the situation, doesn't like what's going on. He's about had it with the sponsors telling him what to do and everybody telling him what to do. Just kind of that breaking point. He's at that breaking point. everyone. Yeah, and he's like, this is not what I signed up for. And he just takes off, and along the way, he runs into Sylvester Stallone's character, who is like, hey, what's going on? And he just kind of pushes past him, and he goes, all right, something's wrong, and he follows. Jimmy Bly jumps into one of the race cars out front and takes off through the city streets. <laughs> Sylvester Sloan hops into the to the other one that's there and takes off through the city streets after him, and they're just racing, and he's trying to get them to stop because he's like, we're in a city, dude. You can't drive this thing here, first of all. Second of all, you got to tell me what's wrong so we can get it fixed. This is not cool. They say it's straight legal. They say straight legal. Guys, stop the car. Jimmy, you do stop the car, Jimmy. Anyways, so he he's driving, and while it's intense to watch them driving through like this, because you know, if you've ever seen a Formula One race, when they get on a straightaway. They go, fast, go so fast that if you're not watching it on a camera, they whip by you. You can't see them. They're going 191 miles an hour or better. I've I've gone. On, I, I've it hasn't been on one of those one of those straightaways in in a Formula One, but I've gone. I've gotten a Ferrari to 105 on one of those kind of tracks, and that that alone, it's like you're you're whipping by pretty fast, right? And they're going almost they're going almost 100 miles faster than what you were going. And you, you you can't imagine how fast that is. I to can. The, to it's the terrifying. Eye, to the naked eye, it's terrifying. And when you've seen them race, it's just... That's all it is. You're like, oh, something just happened in front of me. And I'm, you're trying to catch up to what's actually happened. There's a point in the scene, though, where Jimmy is driving, and there's a car that's just right there in front of him, and it goes oh god, there's a person in a car behind me going really, really fast. And it just goes off. Jimmy's just stone cold. Doesn't drive and doesn't care. And I don't know if it's because it, literally his character just doesn't care at this point. Or if he's in the Formula 1 mentality now. He's in the Formula 1 mentality. Or the person playing him and the person directing go, eh, who cares if you don't emote or anything? It doesn't matter. That's not the focus of what's going on right now. When it should be. There should be some sort of consequence of, if I hit this person, we're all probably going to die right here. But whatever. <laughs> this will be fun. Right. Let's roll these die. <laughs> right. So, I bring that up, though, because it is a racing movie. It's a pretty cool one. Um, and, yeah, it, it's one of the ones I like for racing movies. So, hmm. Days of Thunder would be another one that I really like for racing movies. Not going to lie. Um, also, one where you really don't see Tom Cruise run a whole lot. Well, no, instead he instead he drives at at running speed. <laughs> For Tom Cruise, yes, that is running speed. <laughs> All right, Devin, you got one. Oh, uh, for me, racing movies. I mean, I I loved Rush. 
the Chris Hemsworth yes. movie. Oh, yeah. The Gruel movie. I think that is just... Awful. I think that's on my list to watch. That is a beautifully shot movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's Formula One. Or I want to say, yes. level slightly above for, or below Formula One. I'm not positive. But that is just absolutely beautiful. But one of the movies that I like, it's it's going to sound weird because like a lot of people like this series as it, it hit five and onward. But the uh, first Fast and the Furious was actually a pretty good racing movie. Yeah, it was. Like, I know it's just basically a point break ripoff that with cars instead of surfing, but. Right. I actually really enjoyed the first one. I think three and, is where it went kind of sideways until the yeah, last couple. Three has some really cool chases, though. Like, the, the races with the drifting and all that is actually. I love really the drifting cool. up the uh, the corkscrew. Yeah. Like that that was insane. That's really cool. Like, they have some really. One thing that series does. Really right cars. Yeah, the, the the tech on the cars is pretty good. Yeah, cars and yeah. then they got much better. Like I love them dragging the safe through Rio de Janeiro. De Janeiro. Oh, oh, do you know how that one was done? Do you know how that one was done? Yeah, it was a little dude in a car. <laughs> and you don't <laughs> think safe. that the safe just has a little dude in a car inside of it. Yeah, I mean that one also has a really cool running chasing too, where they're oh, through the favelas. Through the favela, yeah. yeah, and it's not very long. It's only maybe a minute tops, minute minute half. Yeah. But it's still a pretty cool scene that showcases. Yeah, no, yeah. I can. That entire series, we could just do a whole episode on just yeah. the, right. the cool stuff. Maybe we will. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it does kind of jump the shark with the whole "I'm going to chase you in a submarine while yeah, you're in a car." It's like six, and pretty much the "I'm going to chase this." I'm going to chase this plane that's taking off with three other cars for ten minutes. That that's a little weird in five or six, but you know, no, I can, yeah. I can definitely agree. The first one was pretty solid. The first one, the, the cha- the racing themselves. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. For me, uh, I mentioned this way before in one of our first ones, the animated one, it's Redline. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's Mario Kart slash wacky races in space with no real filters. Yeah. We're talking about, Chases and now or races and animated Cars Three has some really good am- does it? racing animation. I haven't seen it. Cars never Three, seen it. I actually really enjoyed. I never got into any of the Cars movies. It's the one Pixar. Pixar. Uh, Cars Two. I never followed. I wasn't a big fan of. It's my least favorite Pixar. But one and three are actually pretty solid. Three particularly has some um, unbelievable animation. Hmm. Like the opening race where he blows that. a tire. Wow, the the animation on that is just gorgeous. I can honestly say I wouldn't think yeah. that. Yeah. So, but Good yeah, I, I just think Cars Three, Cars One, even you know, even though it's a little dated now with the animation, I think that the racing is great. You know, I have to ask: Does anybody have any like weirder chase scenes, like a helicopter or? Well, before we jump too far away from cars, cars, crazy ass chase scenes, I'm mentioning. Matrix 2. Yes. That's kind of why I was... Mona Lisa Overdrive. That whole mess of a scene. On the freeway. On the freeway, in the streets of the city, and the agents jumping car to car, the the twins going in and out of cars. That was just one giant scene. It was. It is very easy to break that up into, okay, this to this point, and then this to this point. But no, that's... That is all yeah, one thing happening. Trinity and the Keymaker getting down onto a, or on an overpass, jumping down onto a. At the same time, car, at the same time, it's Morpheus cycles. with the twins, isn't it? Morpheus is dealing with the twins, blows them up using a machine pistol, and then 
No, no. He slices through the gas tank on the... And then he has a machine pistol, which is awesome. Yeah, there he is. But then uh, Trinity and the Keymaker on a motorcycle. Ducati, I think, something like that. Yeah. And then the agents chasing after them. And then ultimately, if I remember correctly, like, I think Neo starts showing up near the end of that. Like, he flies there. Blowing cars away and all that. Yeah, I think so. This scene's awesome. The music by... uh, can't remember or uh Juno Reactor. Yeah, it re- it wow. ramps hard yeah. and it ramps fast. Yeah. That whole scene, they shot they made a mile long track, I think in like outside of Sydney or something like that. Made a mile long um set of road. Specifically so they wouldn't have to deal with Yeah. So they could just keep doing this over and over and then they they'd cycle the same so that continuity wise the same cars are so they kept cycling over and over the same thing for like a week and a half straight and stuff. That's and nuts. Just such that a, is crazy. There's so many cool behind the scenes for that one. But that that is an absolutely insane chase. It looked like yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of the budget for the second movie went. I right? loved the second movie. No, I'm, I'm, not, saying that, I'm, not, saying in a, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying yeah. like that's that's where it looked like a lot of the budget yeah. went to. is just right. that, that one, 20 minute section. Yeah, that and the Burly Brawl. Yeah, <laughs> they're the standouts of that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one that I think we definitely need to bring up if we're going with cars in general, uh, is Italian Job for sure. Oh yeah, the the minis, the Mini Coopers the, yeah. through the city, through the city, through the cities into the in the, the waterway, sewers, the water. Yep. And it's being chased by a helicopter. Helicopter yeah. chase. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. With Edward Norton just going ham on it. Yes, absolutely. And it's brilliant to watch. They're splitting apart, coming together, uh, weaving in and out of places, turning around and going backwards. And the stunts and everything that was done for that movie are insane. I know that they used... Those movies were specially made for... Yeah, I know the... In the scenes where they're going backwards, those, those cars are actually designed with motors that were designed to drive backwards versus forwards. I remember correctly, some of those, when they're driving backwards, they actually have a... They lifted the frame and flipped it. Yeah, they yeah. lifted it and flipped it, and then the, they like have a dummy in the driver's seat, and the, the actual driver's hiding inside the car and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah they, there's so many cool little tricks in that movie. Yeah. That part was really sweet. I loved watching that. Uh, we also should definitely be bringing up, again, Warren Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Not the Mini Coop. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's taxi. Foreign identity. Or, is it foreign identity? No, the identity, because he's with Korea. Or was it well, born Jason Bourne? I think that's the one with the taxi. Born that's identity the one with the taxi. Mini- yeah. No, the one with the taxi. That one, again, it's getting to that visceral, for real thing that's going on. Wait, was that Renner's? No, no that's Born Legacy. That's, that's a motorcycle. Legacy. Place. Yeah. That was a really good scene, and the only scene I remember in that movie. No, this one was Jason Bourne. And I would think it was like the oh, last one of the series. Yeah, okay, that's why I don't remember anything yeah, about it. Tomb Raider yeah. in it. Yeah, he's driving. Really through, this one. He's driving through the city, and at this point, he is doing exactly what he's trained to do and be a giant sledgehammer on to fix a small uh, to drive a nail through. To I am the sledgehammer of justice. Yes, and he is just trying to escape, and he is using anything and everything he can to get out of the way including other cars slamming into them. He 
uh, careens off of cars as he's going through stuff. He just doesn't care. Is that car me? It's not? Okay, it's collateral. Uh, oh, I'm in this car? The, when the chase scene is done, his car is beat all to hell. I mean, it looks like he just got finished in a demolition derby. And he's the loser. And he barely escaped alive. Yeah, no, like, that's what his car looks like. He looks, literally looks like he got out of a demolition derby. It is insane to watch. Yeah, I, I, when I think, when I think car chases with Bourne, I definitely think the identity with the mini yeah. Because that's just so creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also see <laughs> the woman in the car is not happy with what's happening. Yeah, exactly. She is unhappy. Yeah. Whenever I think, like, really cool chase scenes, and this is starting to get into the weird zone, is uh, The Island okay. by Michael Bay. First time Michael Bay has really popped up, but he has some unbelievable chase scenes. The chase scene in Bad Boys 2 where they're dropping cadavers out of the back of a of a uh, oh, transport God. truck. <laughs> yeah, oh, Armageddon yeah. where the giant meteor is chasing Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but I absolutely loved the chase scene in Island where... Jordan and Lincoln, um, Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson are on the back of a flatbed or flatbed truck. Flatbread. That'd be cool. <laughs> that has a bunch of axles for trains. And they're oh, no. throwing or they're dropping the axles off the back and they're just hitting into cars and like cutting them in half. Oh man. <laughs> and I I noticed he loved it enough that they repurposed a bunch of the shots from it into Transformers first one like some of the damage but i just love that they're actually being chased by people in cars or in like trucks and cars and then for some reason flying motorcycles which <laughs> okay it makes sense in the the overall context of the movie but now i'm re-watching it i'm like oh that's i forgot about those but yeah the flying motorcycles and they like hit a guy with a wrench and stunned and then he nails into a street sign like that kind of <laughs> stuff it's just such a fun hyperkinetic action scene. And that's kind of what you get out of Michael Bay. Right. Hyperkinetic. Not a lot smart, but hyperkinetic and fun. So Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Absolutely. If also, one more for sure, if we're talking vehicle chase scenes like this, one that has to be brought up, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. That entire movie is a non-stop chasing. Yes. Yeah. And there was no, from what I remember, there was no real script. It was all storyboard. Well, yeah, there was some script, script but, but yeah, most of it, yeah, that's all storyboard and whole, not nearly as much CGI as what people think. Exactly. It's very little CGI. <laughs> yeah, the, the giant most, guy on uh, with the guitar the like, shoots warrior. flame. Yeah, yeah like, like that's real. And the best part is the guy who was, from what I saw behind the scenes, the guy who, who plays it, so it's actually real, he... He complained at first because it couldn't, it didn't play anything. So he got no feedback. So it didn't feel, it didn't feel real. So they actually had, that actually works. It plays, doesn't play well because it's tuned to crap, but it plays and it shoots fire and that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And they went to that length and it's like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, it's one of those ones where throughout the entire, ch- ever chasing, there is high stakes. Their purpose. There's a purpose behind every part of the shot that that's going through there. And every action, again, I haven't seen it, but I, I do know a lot about it. But like every action showcases the the character's personality. 
Absolutely. Everything is driven by, okay, if I do this, I'll do this. It's a character reaction because they thought it out in the best way that they do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just overall a fantastic movie if you want examples of chase scenes. Yeah. The the entire movie, it takes like five minutes and then it doesn't stop for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It it is a non-stop chase scene through the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with Road Warrior. I mean, Road Warrior was, Mad Max Road Warrior was just nothing but great chase scenes. So, the last two that I have to mention. One, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, yes. Starts with a newly, like, basically revivified Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg in a car, car driving after Rebecca Ferguson's character, if I remember correctly, who's on a bike. I think so, yeah. And it's the them driving after and ultimately crashing this car <laughs> uh, because they realize there's other motorcyclists. Well, no, 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 no. They flip it and then they see the other motorcyclists. There, yeah. And then the um, and then the guy comes up, gets hit by a car, and while they're like, "Hey, yeah, Benji, you okay?" Ethan Hunt gets on a motorcycle and takes off, and then it transitions onto the highway. Hot motorcycle, motorcycle. And, Ethan Hunt wearing no glasses or anything going 100 miles an hour on a motorcycle, which is actually Tom Cruise on that motorcycle, weaving in and out of traffic, and then ultimately taking an exit ramp up onto a, like, two-lane road on the side of a mountain. (laughs) And it's, like, trying to figure out how to pass a truck while there's oncoming cars and... It's just one of the most, like, hyper-intense action scenes. How the man doesn't kill himself. Yeah. And the fact that you actually see him, like, leaning in and out of turns and, like, leaning out and the guy keeps going and splatters onto the, the side and the, the uh, motorcycle explodes off on the off into the ravine or the guy pulls out a gun, Ethan Hunt slams on his brakes and the guy slams into the back of a back of a car and just there's just so many cool little little touches in the scene. Just phenomenal uh, action scene. So great. And you said there was a second one. That's like the traditional action scene or chase scene. And then the one that I want to kind of cap every. Or I also want to mention Sin City, Clive Owen chasing after the Yellow Bastard. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No. No. no, Hang on. Hardigan chasing after the Yellow Bastard. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's pretty damn good scene. Yes. Just the way it was shot. That is a. That whole movie's beautiful, but that those scenes are just gorgeous. And then I want to end with James Bond. Oh, okay, good. I wonder if it's the one I'm thinking. Now there's like a whole bunch of good ones. I love the the short chase scene of the guy pulling up with the motorcycle and I'm flicking the motorcycle and then guy falling off. I think like, that's just a cool end with like car chase scenes. Ah, uh, me. I mean, we'll end the car chase scene here and we'll jump into something else. Okay. Well, let's just say he's not in a car. But he's in a tank. Oh, yeah. Goldeneye. (laughs) Yes. Him driving a tank through, I believe it's Stalingrad? Uh, It's St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Petersburg. And him driving a tank through St. Petersburg. (laughs) That first (laughs) shot where you've got Urmov and they're in the car. And it's a wide shot. And you're like, why is it such a wide shot? In the background, you see a tank burst through the walls. And then James Bond just kind of adjusts his tie and moves on. And it's like, with the theme song blaring. And it's like, 
oh my god, this is amazing. And Absolutely. A whole lot of people like say that he wasn't a great Bond, but you look at it. That he's moment. perfect in this. I'm like, sorry. This movie, he's perfect. Yeah, Goldeneye was and beautiful. It was, it was the best of Pierce Brosnan's. Yeah. yeah. And even that, the chase scene in Die Another Day between the invisible car and the Jaguar. I love that scene. The Alfred Martin and the Jaguar. Well, I also, I, I also like, I think it was World's Not, World's Not Enough where he is in the jet ski. Oh, yeah, the, the opening scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he's in the jet ski. Chasing after the cigar girl. Yeah, all, again, yeah. Another, another great part is when he's doing the, the tie adjustment where he goes underwater and he's adjusting his tie underwater. It's like, that's yeah. so over the top, but it's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. like, even the opening scene, Quantum of Solace isn't a great great movie by any chance, any stretch, but the opening scene in Quantum of Solace and him driving with Mr. White in the trunk, <laughs> I love that yeah. scene. That, thing, that scene is great. But, no, I'm, I'm very glad you brought up the uh, the tank because that's that's so uh, iconic to that to movie. To me, that's my favorite chase scene in all Bond movies. It. Because you don't expect it. Yeah. It's like, how is he gonna? How is he gonna get her back? How is he gonna get get the bad guy? And then, tank bursts through the wall. It's like, oh, well, you, you know what? That works. Yeah. And they built such a realistic replica of Saint Petersburg that people in Russia bitched that the American, like the, the filmmakers, were coming in and blowing up in their their city. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they made it so realistic that's that crazy. the people of St. Petersburg bitch that they were breaking St. Petersburg. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. But yeah, it's like that it's it's iconic from the movie. That's an iconic level in the game. Yep. It's like you find a tank, it's like, oh, I'm gonna have fun here. Yes. <laughs> I think as we get closer to No Time to Die, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Bond in for collectively. Because yeah. that's that's, That's a series. series you could dive into that for like uh, twenty-five hours. of those now. Absolutely, twenty-seven if you include the non-canon ones. That is its own mess of a or like colossus of a series. I yes. should start watching the older ones. I've seen all the Brosnan ones. They don't hold up as well, but I still think they're pretty good. The Brosnan ones are the only ones I've watched, and I would there. I would like eventually for us to do deeper dives into specific series and that sort of stuff like see the highs and the lows of the various stuff yeah but that can be for a later time but it's like yeah we could do those we'll do that yeah yeah it's like because that'd be very interesting to try and see what were they thinking and why they make this decision sort of stuff yeah right but yeah no it's (laughs) bond's a great topper for the traditional action because he's one of the ones you think of even though when you look at it there's not that many that stand out I missed my favorite chase or race scene of all time. Oh well, let's move into non-normal. Let's get let's get weird with. We started with the tank. I mean, that's that already starts you off on the weird. So, I'd like to throw out there again, Fallout. Fallout Boy. No. Seventy-six. Mission Impossible oh. Fallout. All right. Helicopter chasing helicopter. Helicopter. Oh, helicopter. Yeah. 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 You know what? That you've got. You've got Superman with a machine gun. You've got too. Superman with a Gatling gun. Yep. Just blasting. Stakes are super high once the uh, fuel tank gets hit and it's starting to leak fuel. And now you've got to go down to one helicopter. Oh, man. And then even that, it's starting to fall uh, fall apart itself from the chase. And then you end up on a cliff, uh, cliffside or uh, mountainside. 
And now you're fighting for your life not to fall off the dang thing. Yeah, no, that, that helicopter scene was insane. Especially some, of, especially some of the stunts it did, like the, the loop-de-loop. Yes. It's like, what's wrong with you people? Exactly. And that entire scene, like, you're just gripping the arms of your chair going, oh, man, this is awesome. Leaning forward, you're getting into it. It's super fun to watch. It's... There are parts where it's kind of gritty. Very kinetic. Yeah. Going back to, to what you were saying about that. It's like very kinetic stuff. With yeah. That. And there's definitely a flow to it as well, where everything's fine between the two vehicles. And then as they're going at each other, one of the vehicles is getting really messed up. But then it starts to cause a little... He's like, all right, last ditch effort. I'm going to lose this, this helicopter. I'm anyway. Let's go. Yep. Oh. So he goes... Right on for the other one. I love that he dumps the payload and misses. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that, hurt. Hurt. that hurts so much. The guy much. just kind of like casually moves out of the way. I'm like, well, <laughs> well there's <laughs> yeah, it was an expectation subversion. Right. No, I and I, I did like it, but it also hurts like, damn it. Absolutely. And I, I'm trying to think of weird ones, but I guess none are really coming to mind. You, Devin? Weird ones? Uh, well, one of the big ones for me is there's a chase scene in Oblivion. Yes. That these weird bubble ships that they have. I just, the production design on Oblivion was phenomenal. Yes. Another Tom Cruise, weird. But um, <laughs> I just think thought? that chase scene with them going through like the ravine, I just think that's great. Uh, the ch- I, For every, all the crap that I gave it, the chase scene at the end of Captain Marvel was really cool. Yes. Where Rambo is flying the, the jet. Oh, yep. That was really cool. If that's the case, if we're going like that, then I have to absolutely give it up to Will Smith chasing the alien, or being chased by the alien, rather, in the first Independence Day film. Oh, yeah, that dogfight. Yeah, where they're going through the ravines and everything like that in the desert. Really intense, really cool. And he's getting chased by a couple of them, gets narrowed down, and then that's how he gets his alien. Yeah. And another one that I absolutely love, and it's the complete opposite direction of, like, high-tech space stuff, is Premium Rush. Yeah, The uh, Joseph Gordon-Levin movie about the, so good. the New York uh, bike messengers. Yes. <laughs> the delivery boys and all that. And there's a few chase scenes that are just so brilliantly shot. But it's, like, like... Physical, like actual bicycles, not motorcycles. Oh god, I am. I do actually know a weird one, and it's it's funny because of how old it is, but it still kind of hold up holds up now. And that's the second Back to the Future movie, the reports. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Like that's still that movie still holds up really well for its tech. Yes. Now another one that I'd also like to bring up. It's kind of a foot chase scene, but at the same time, it's using hover crafts as well in Star Trek uh, Beyond no I'm sorry uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness, darkness on when the trash trucks when, or the trash ships yes when Spock is chasing after Khan and he's going after him because Kirk is no more yeah. oh man you know that actually reminded me of the last one I'm going to say tonight and that's the, cha- the end chase scene uh, before the finisher of the movie in Galaxy Quest, oh, where yeah. Saren is chasing after them, and they go—they're th- going through the minefield, and then it goes into the chicken moment. 
Yes. And he's like, my ship to realize is that my ship is dragging mines. And it's and they just they just whip around it and all the mines. Like that's so beautiful, especially because it's it's a callback to how they got screwed over by the mines in the first bit. And it's such a great moment. But that it's a it's a dogfight in space, and it's like that's one of the better ones. Absolutely. Although I I really, really enjoyed I believe it's number seven is Harry Potter. The uh, the chase scene between all the Death Eaters through the woods. No, are you talking about the plastics? Yeah, on the brooms. Oh yeah, through London. I believe with all seven with all the clone Harrys. Yes, it is. That is seven. And then yeah, we do have the Snatchers in later in seven. Yes, but I absolutely love that. Which I believe is part two. Ultimately, where Hedwig dies. No, well, I mean the the Snatcher one was kind of blurry though. It's like it. I I thought it was a really effective like. Everything's disoriented. I found it. Yeah. Well, I found it easier to follow in a game of shadows. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. that. That that was a better version of that to me. Yeah. Yes. Another really weird one is Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. We're being chased by a giant T Rex. Let's get in the jeep. Let's get in the jeep. <laughs> go, 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 go. Must go faster. Faster, faster, faster. You have to get off the shifter. You have to get off the. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, Honestly, it's surprising how many chase scenes there actually are in movies. Absolutely. It's a big draw. All in mind with what I think is ultimately my favorite racing scene of all time. That's the pod race in episode one. I completely forgot about that while we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Now I'm like, well, that's weird. That is definitely one of the weirdest racing scenes ever, but... It was surprisingly good. It was it one of the still holds up and... It was one of the highlights of that movie. The sound design alone... That is one of the best designed sound I have ever heard in any movie ever. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this, and please feel free to disagree, but to me, the pod racing section feels like a more enhanced version of the uh, the jet bikes in Return of the Jedi. I'm not a huge fan of Return of the Jedi's uh, speeder bikes. Speeder so bikes, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's like, it feels like a better version of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lucas was like, okay... That didn't quite work out how I wanted. Let's do this instead. Yeah. And yeah, I have to agree. It's like the pod racing scene was really good. Or the asteroid belt or asteroid field scene in Empire Strikes Back where they're being chased through there. Yeah, that's pretty good too. But one's uh, you know what? One. Uh, both me and Devin have kind of said our final ones. Did you have a final one? My Tom? final one is in Tron. Ooh, yeah. The light bikes. Oh, that lights! I you know yeah. they popped into my head kind of, but I hadn't seen them, so I really couldn't say much about them. No, yeah, light bikes. That's I like, like the light bikes, but I really like Tron Legacy's chases. Yes, I think entirety of Tron Legacy is just gorgeous. And, absolutely, uh, and I gotta say, like that tra- that takes both the weird one and the mo- the motorcycle one. <laughs> absolutely, it's like yeah, well, it was such a harsh penalty. Is like. You run into the wall where someone has already been, and you're dead. Yeah, that's absolutely. a mobility. That's a mobility trap. So harsh. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, that's that's a pretty good one to end on. I think. Absolutely, I think so. So, so Need for Speed didn't have many great chases. Oh man, yeah, the game oh, was no. great fun. Yeah, the movie wasn't. <laughs> they made a movie. Jesse Pinkman. Yep. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Some of our favorite chase scenes. Uh, we'll be adding probably more. I have a bunch that are on my list, but eh, they're 
they're not like anything special. They're kind of unique chasing through the bamboo forest and uh, crouching tiger, that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Where it's the a gorgeous scene, but is it a good chase? It is a good chase. It's shot gorgeously. It's shot well. It's just kind of weird and like it doesn't fit into anything. So, right. Yeah. But all right, that's our lists. Uh, we'll be adding more. We'll be adding all of the movies that we talk about. We'll be throwing them into the into the comments. If you want to discuss anything with us, feel free to leave a comment, leave an audio file, okay. all of that. If you have any of your own chasings that we haven't brought up that you'd like to talk about or discuss or... I know I missed tons. Yeah, I know there's a ton that we've missed all together. Yeah, I can think of at least one. <laughs> but like, we didn't even mention Death Proof, and that's all just chasings. Yeah. Boring. 60 seconds. Yeah, boring talking and then uh, chasings. Yeah, yeah exactly. 60 seconds. But if you can think of any and you want to put them in the comments, please feel free. We'd love to discuss things with our listeners. Uh, and as always, if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss, or if you've seen a really cool movie and you'd like to discuss it with us on there, please feel free to leave it in the comments section. Lunar Rover chase scene. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Go see that Astra. It needs the money and it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And go out see more movies, please. At ITC Movie Podcast, because I can actually speak now. All right, cool. We'll be back next week with a couple of episodes. Take care, everyone. Go see more movies. Bye now.